All right. Mr. Bass and Get Your Fish On, episode number three. Where'd you go? We've actually survived three weeks, man. We're on fire. Fire! We're on fire. <laughs> yeah, we are. And uh, we got a good show tonight. It's going to be fun. Uh, we uh, want to thank everybody for joining us, for following us, and uh, really would just... Uh, ask each and every one of you to uh, spread the word. If you like what you're seeing, you like what you hear, please share the love. We would greatly appreciate it. Please go to Steve's channel, get your fish on and subscribe to his channel. Hit the notification bell to find out when he's going to post the next video. And uh, I'd appreciate the same. But uh, thanks everybody for hopping on and joining us. We've got a pretty interesting topic uh, tonight, especially if you're one of these aspiring fishermen who eat, breathe, drink, uh, just everything about fishing and you love fishing tournaments and you want sponsorship. You want to be sponsored. You want some moolah, some money. Well, that's not always what sponsorship's about, but yeah. We're going to talk about what sponsorship's really about, and uh, I think we'll have a nice, nice uh, little conversation going in the chat room as well. And it looks like we got quite a few hopping on. Simon, kick your bass. Frank, James, Matthew, the little B, Dean. How you guys doing tonight? So one good thing about this topic, uh, Steve, is you've got tons of experience in, in related to this. And uh, this is one of the reasons, guys, I've partnered up with Steve because of his experience in the industry. Um, and he's been dealing with sponsors his entire career. And he, uh, he's he been working out sponsorship deals back in the days when I was just a fisherman. And that's all I did. So... <clears throat> I've got some experience with it, but he's got lots of experience with it. And uh, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it should be fun and hopefully informative. What's up, Chris? I haven't seen you on in a while. Yeah, I think I think uh, sponsorship is one of those things, if you're a, an aspiring professional angler, it's it's one of those things that you you kind of got to have. But there's a lot of people that uh, are on, and I mean no disrespect to TikTok, that love to mouth lyrics and other things like that and sing <laughs> and do that crap that I can't do, obviously, uh, that think that they are, because someone gives them something for free, that they are they are a pro staff person, but they're a promotional staff person more than anything. And that's right. the biggest, that's really the biggest difference in in how you get here, how, how you do things. So at Even one point- TikTok. There's you can follow TikTok. Mr. Bass on TikTok at Mr. Bass TV. I'm going to make Thomas follow you, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing any singing or dancing. Oh, but, thank uh, God. Uh, yeah, thank God. You're not kidding. But uh, yeah, that um, is uh, for sure. But uh, yeah. this is something, you know, I, I fish tournaments and, you know, from day one, you see, uh, well, like, for example, I can remember when I first joined a bass club and brand new. I was uh, really didn't know much about tournament fishing or anything. And 
we show up the first tournament and all the guys in the club have these jerseys. And I'm looking around and like, wow, look at all these jerseys and all the, and then I started to realize, wait a minute, they're all identical. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is a club jersey and all of the sponsor stuff on the, on the low, on the, on their jerseys were all the same. And they were basically just club sponsors, you know, people who sponsor the club. None of, none of the guys in the club were really getting any money from anything on their jersey. And, uh, but I am automatically started thinking, hey, I need to, I need to figure this deal out. What, what is this about? Mm-hmm. Booster C Patch Pirates. Patch Pirates is right on. <laughs> it, it's really, it's, it's fun. It's funny to look at it, but really, you, well, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I'll be honest. Because um, to get a sponsor and to continue to have that sponsor is something that takes, a lot of time and a lot of effort just to, to not only to get them to, to, to join you, but also to keep them. And, and there's lots of things that a lot of anglers do that are great. And there's a lot of things that anglers do that aren't great. And I've, I've been able to see it from the side of getting sponsors for the radio show and keeping sponsors with now doing what I'm doing now with the YouTube and other stuff. Mm-hmm. But also I've been able to see it from the other end as a, small owner of a business of a of a you know that that really we we've went out and brought on two or three or four significant people in the industry and um you know it's it's what they make what certain people make compared to other people is a drastic difference i mean a drastic difference and it really has to do with how well not only do you sell yourself, but how well you do in those fishing tournaments. Because there's a lot, to be honest, there's a lot of people that um, that you know have a great following on here, but you know they are in that not really in that upper tier of of anglers, and and that has a lot to do with it. I mean. Uh, you and I have talked about it. How, how many there other than the Guggen squad there, yeah. the, yeah. there's people that when they see something we do that they, that they do go out and purchase it, which is great. And yeah, I yeah. Know they, they do it with your channel, they do it with my channel, but sure. we're just a small blip yeah. of what really changes the industry. <clears throat> and, Absolutely. and YouTube is, uh, you know, YouTube is a big influence these days for, for everybody. So, um, no doubt. Yeah, Matthew, I got mine today. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, kick, yeah. Kick your, kick your bass ass. So, do you have to be a tournament angler to get sponsorship? You don't. No, I mean, absolutely, if, you don't. If you have a, a if you have a YouTube <clears throat> channel or a podcast and those things, and you can show that there's people watching and listening that. Uh, you can reach out to those people if when it gets when you're at the, a stage where people at some point and you're so big people will come to you and say look i i would like to sponsor what you're doing but it's still a really you're going to find yourself probably doing more searching for those people than them coming to you because exactly. the industry is just so the, right now there's so many tournament anglers all looking for the same thing and yep. I would imagine that most of them are not are might be getting their tournament fees 
covered, but then the rest of it is on them. And even some of yep. them aren't even getting their tournament cover fees covered. It's it's yep. not it's not an easy process to get a, a sponsorship because it's all yeah, result. Go ahead. And it's not it's not really about catching fish either. Um catching fish is a is a plus, you know. I mean it's great if, if you can catch fish. Obviously, you can check that box, but there's a lot of great fishermen who really they don't know how to represent a company or their products very well at all. And so, you know, from a business perspective, uh, the owner of a business who has a limited marketing budget, they have to make tough decisions. And, and usually they're trying to maximize that advertising dollar as much as they can. So if they've got a choice between super dynamic Gerald Swindle or you who actually happened to just win the last tournament, <laughs> They're probably going with super dynamic Gerald Swindle. Uh, you know, it's just that's that's just kind of the reality of the economics of it, oftentimes. There's a lot of times in in when you're when you're looking for sponsorships that results are what they're what how you finished. Yeah. Is really the only success that they have unless you're right. a humongous YouTuber right. or or a Having those extra stuff is very important, but not the not the end end all be all. I mean, there there's just a lot of people that you know. Unfortunately, there's only so many dollars out there yep. for the thousands of anglers that are going out there right now. Kick your bass. A lot of these uh, companies will ask for your tournament resume, though. They will ask for your fishing resume and they, and they like to know if you are involved in, in tournaments and kind of what your record is, what your involvement is, because uh, exactly like Steve said, what else have they got to measure you off of? There, there, there's not a lot out there. Uh, so it definitely helps. I mean, it's definitely, definitely part of it, but you know, there's a lot of things out there and especially if you're young aspiring, uh, I would say, you know, I don't know, where in our uh, outline we were we were going to go with this, but mm. I think you really need to be careful about chasing chasing uh, like the patch pirate idea, chasing uh, sponsorships without really thinking about how it can help you as well. And uh, you know there are there are aggregators out there. I don't know what you call these companies that you can pay them money and they claim that they will go out and find you sponsors and that, that stuff, you got to stay away from that. Don't get near that stuff because uh, you should never have to pay someone to get sponsored. I mean, do not do that. Do not fall for that. You know, uh, there are some companies that part of their marketing plan is they might have two or three people that they actually compensate and then what they do is they try to get a thousand different guys on their pro staff and they give you a discount on uh, some product, but that's all you're ever going to get. And then they want you to buy their hats and their, their swag and wear it and go promote them. And most of the time that is not worth it. That is not worth your time or your energy. It's, it's really not. And here's the other thing. It, within the industry, we know who those companies are. 
So to see you wearing an XYZ, I'm sponsored by this XYZ company. It literally means nothing for you. It, it does not help you at all. It actually hurts you. Yeah, it hurts you in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I interviewed um, Lefty Cray, uh, God rest his soul, uh, the godfather of fly fishing. I don't know if you've ever heard of Lefty Cray. Nope. He is uh, uh, arguably the greatest, one of the greatest fly fishermen of all time. And Lefty had a uh, great analogy for people that were pro staff because anybody can go put a, a, a jersey on and, and say, you know, this person's covering me, you know. Mm -hmm. he, uh, but in how, how he stated was when you're the, – there's three, there's three ways. Your first – first step is that you're pro staff and you you get a discount on the product right i mean that's what majority people are and that's there's nothing and I, let me just make sure i state this there's nothing wrong with any of these no this, you know when you've increased is or gotten to the next level when you get the product completely for free that yep yep that is how it is yes and you reach the pinnacle when not only do you get the product for free, but they send you your retainer check every month. Yeah. So Absolutely. where do you where do all these guys fit in at this point? If you if you, in, I don't know I don't know if you've ever been to a Bassmaster Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wall to wall. I'm gonna say Fat Cat Newton treetop tall. As far as the eye can see people with jerseys on and, and, you know, yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. 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 And, and you're just like, Whoa, holy, holy cow. Where, yeah. where, do, where do, where, if this is the amount of people that have a sponsorship, the industry should be blowing up. We yeah. should have no issues with marketing dollars. All right. Because right. that's what you're competing for. As right. much as these guys are competing for money in tournament tournaments, but they're all competing for marketing dollars that each one has. And unfortunately, the industry has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller for marketing dollars because now there's so many anglers out there, but there's also all these social media and websites and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all these things that now have an influence on if you will be sponsored or you will not be sponsored. Yeah. I, mean, I think the, the Guggens are an extreme case of what social media can do to move product. Yes. It's insane. The amount of product that, that has been sold because of those YouTubers. <laughs> yes. And really they're one of the few people that actually, when they put something out, they, they, they sell out. There's yep. very few Unfortunately, there's very few of the top pros that if they come out with a lure that people just stop and go crazy and and go buy it. There's very few. I mean, right. the biggest person that does it is Bill Dance, and he doesn't even fish tournaments. We just yeah. all love Bill Dance, daddy as I call him. Yeah, we do. We, I mean, I, I don't know who doesn't know him and doesn't uh, – I mean – He's a household name. Yeah. And he's so, still sponsored by a lot of companies, even though he's, you know, hasn't fished tournaments in eons. 
Yeah. One of the nicest guys in the whole world, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a this is a, a pretty interesting topic. I thought uh, one thing I might do is just kind of sh share with you guys an example of what a company looks for. And if you go on a lot of these uh, endemic sponsors and endemic meaning they sell fishing stuff, go to their website and you can usually find a tab on the website somewhere that says pro staff requests or things like that. And some of them are kind of vague and some of them are pretty blunt as to what they're looking for. And here's one uh, that, that you can go and look, look up if you want. This is Venom Lures. Uh, they're a great company. I love their stuff, not sponsored by them, but I love their product. And uh, in fact, I just got an order from them and today, actually. But if you go to their pro staff request, they tell you in about two succinct paragraphs what they're looking for. And uh, I just thought it'd be worth sharing this. Uh, Venom Lures pro staff team is comprised of avid anglers who not only go out and catch big fish, but also represent our company in a friendly and professional manner. Pro staff members are expected to purchase $300 worth of gear per year, but they will receive a significant discount on their purchases. Uh, then they say, also, let us know how you can help our brand among the fishing world. We encourage our pro staff to post regularly to various social media accounts, missioning venom lures, sharing our posts, tagging us in fish picks or tournament picks, etc. Some folks even make YouTube videos showing off our products with gear reviews or fishing videos. Pro staff members receive a great discount on Venom products in return for their contributions. So we are asking what you can do for us. If you're serious about partnering up, let us know. That's, uh, that's <laughs> I, in all honesty, the hardest thing for me, th this is actually kind of a hard, hard subject for me, to be honest, because when we did the radio show, it was all about results on how how to get people involved, like Shimano and uh, Engel Coolers and all these people that have yeah. stuck that have stuck with us. Uh -huh. or stuck with me at this point in time. Costa Sunglasses, all these people, and yeah. and it's always and I don't I don't know Venom Lures. I know I do know Venom Lures, but I don't know you know that much about yeah. them. Yeah. But the problem with and the problem I have with that statement is, is first you're paying for their product. You're going to get a discount, which is perfectly yep. fine. I understand yep. that. But then you need to do, I, I don't think people realize how, how hard it is to go out and catch. Do they not know how hard it is to go out and catch big fish and film it and then edit it and then upload it and then also hard. promote it too. And then <laughs> also promote them. So, it's as you might think. I mean, you want to know why the Guggen's guys, and I mean, no disrespect to them, you want to know why the Guggen guys do so well is they have a team behind them that films them, that edits them, that does everything. I mean, they're brilliant as is for what they did for marketing on marketing all and all this stuff. But absolutely, to have that group behind you and be able to do all these things really helps put out, push out product and push sure. out videos. Sure. You know it. I mean, we talked about this last week. You put out like six videos a week, dude. 
Yeah, sometimes. That's I mean, unbelievable. It's crazy. It's so much work. It's really it hard. Is. And uh, the the I I don't I can't tell you how many times I've said to myself, oh oh oh, I got these uh, six cents uh, Ned fries. I think I'll go out and I'll fish with these today, and I'll make a video. And you go out and you don't get a single bite on them. Well, then you're like, holy crap! I waste all this time, you know, fishing, getting my video ready, and fishing with these things. No luck. And then that whole time, well, it's wasted as far as promotion goes. Yeah. Uh, and you've done an intro, and you've done an outro. Yeah. Yeah. Fishing. You've done all the. You've you've hit all the things. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, you and I were talking you know, about. Uh, you and I were talking about how companies will uh catch a fish and then they'll use the same fish and put different lures on it yeah. to take pictures of it uh that's it, you you might say well that's just that's deceitful well the product catches fish but we don't it have this, the product we, we're talking we about didn't catch fish well yeah that one yeah <laughs> we don't have time to fish for a week to get a, get all these all these uh videos in so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna rig it we're gonna stage it basically yeah and, i mean I, I mean, I could tell that story. I just would have to eliminate the the brand, which I don't even think the brand exists anymore, to be honest. But there's there's yeah yeah yeah, there's, yeah right. Yeah. There's lots of lots of those things that 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 go into making quality stuff. I mean, that's what that's what it is. Guggen does great because of the team behind them, and they're brilliant at marketing. And yeah. and yeah. and to get a sponsorship of Guggen. You need to not only say, "Well, look, I, this is what I'm doing, um, and this is how I'm going to sell." But, but the problem that ha that happens 99% of the time is you get this sponsorship, and these anglers, you know, kind of just do mediocre. I don't, yeah, right. And unless they're on TV and win, the lure or the rods or whatever never gets heard. And yeah, it doesn't right. it doesn't help sell a product? Yeah. And then you want to know what these days? I, I'll tell a story. Uh, years ago, when I first met his friends, all in all honesty, uh, he he was had just spear fishing, and I was I was I when I like when I get into something, absolutely everything that's going on how things work, this and that. And and I was tunnel focused on trying to figure out how much money some of these guys were making on sponsors. Yeah. And we talked about in the big case of these some of these lure companies, they're looking at everything that you do. Everything. I mean they're not right. it's not just what you say on stage. It's how yes. you say it, your media presence but when you're when the the camera is on you, are you really using their lures? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this, this is an interesting this is an interesting concept because uh, having all these camera boats on tour now hurts some sponsors because uh, you can see what the pros are throwing now. You know, and this exactly. is everybody kind of knew knows knows this was going on, but. You know, the pro fishermen are going to fish with what they know is going to work, whether they're sponsored by it or not. But then when they get to the ramp, they do a little video and they show, I caught it on this and I caught it on this and I caught it on this. And they didn't use that at all the whole tournament. But they, they got to push their product 
Yep. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to do that now. Yeah. Uh, it's in the case of going back to the story. I remember Patrick telling me he would watch every this that uh, pure fishing would watch everything that was on TV for the the anglers. Now this was before Major League Fishing. This was only when Bass Elite existed, and if they were caught three times, three that's I mean three, you were done. Yeah, you had three strikes and you were out. And so if they were caught doing, if they were caught misbehaving, using someone I guess, else's huh? lure. Yeah, if you're if you're on a oh, tournament yeah. and and everyone's catching fish with squirrels and you're not using a pure fishing squirrel, you want to know it? You're SOL. It's 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 how it works. Yeah, but there's yeah. very few of these guys that actually are able to push a product because they're just not media sell. Um, yep. you have yep. your yep. you have your Jacob Wheelers and Kevin Van Dams and Palinick and Swindle, the guys that have really great bubbly personalities. And I mean no yeah, disrespect nice. to any of the guys, but there's other guys that get on there and they are just dead. They're like, yeah. you don't want to talk to them at all. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and they may have won some of the biggest tournaments out there. Classics. Yeah, classics even. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, interesting. That's a, that's a really interesting point there. Uh Henry here was asking, what are some good companies to start with uh, to try to get sponsorships? And Henry, uh, we can give you some tips on that. One, one other thing I would say is, Steve said it at the beginning of the show, which is they're not going to come looking for you until you really are doing something significant in the industry that gets you noticed. Um, and so they're also bombarded with people trying to, get anything free they can, you know, just every one of these companies, marketing departments is just completely inundated with people requesting. I want to be on your pro staff. I want to be on your pro staff. And, you know, I, I kind of get it. If I'm in their shoes, I'm going to say, well, what can you do for me? What can you do for my business? Uh, because there's just everybody and their brother wants it. <clears throat> so what I would recommend is, spin that around and ask yourself who out there can I help? Who, who out there uh, could I possibly do something for them? And you you, maybe you start with some, a company that you really like or that you're impressed with, you know, the way I got involved with monster bass, let's see the cool new hat is uh, I was subscribed to a lot of these boxes and I felt like monster bass month after month gave me the best product. And I really, really, was blown away with how well they were doing compared to the others. And I just thought, man, I got to get involved with these guys because I just think they have such an amazing product. Uh, does it mean that I'm a hundred percent in love with everything they do all the time? Absolutely not. In fact, think about the company you work for. How many times uh, have you worked for the company that provides you your li livelihood and they do something that makes you mad. They do something that you don't agree with. It doesn't mean you flush the whole company. Uh, you still have a duty and uh, um, uh, you have a, an obligation to that company to do everything you can to, to help them be successful as well. 
And look, if you don't like their product, don't chase them. Don't go after them. And yeah. just like someone said on here that their sponsorship with somebody was about to end. You know, if the company that you're that you're working with, you you know, there things happen. You may have to go your separate ways if if uh, if they're unhappy with you or if you're unhappy with them. It's not necessarily a, a statement, good or bad, about that company or their product. But even if you find a company that you like and you pursue, you want to pursue them. Uh, if they reject you, it doesn't mean that you can't have a relationship with them at some time in the future. You just got to continue to put out a good product and be consistent and be professional and and try to be as authentic as you can as well. I, I would say if, if you're going to get us looking to get a sponsorship, you need to have your resume as perfect as possible. It needs yes. to say your goals, what your, um, where your plans are, how you're going to help them, and then your, unfortunately, the results that you have in fishing and uh, and your social media stuff. You also, mm -hmm. at some point, you need to have a, you need to be charismatic, and that doesn't mean you have to be Gerald Swindle, but you need to be able to talk talk to a camera or a microphone or a media person mm -hmm. and have that give or take. The other thing is it's a really good idea to go after not only spot when you're going after sponsors and you get a sponsor, but to go out and do the extra work and try to introduce yourself to other media platforms. I think that's one of the things that's missing these days is that there's a lot of guys that just think, well, I'll just jump in. I'll start doing a YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. But it's really hard to, as we can tell, it's really hard to get that subscription base up unless you yep. do something that is drastically clickbaitable. And right. you, need right. to, you need to be reputable in the industry, but you also have to have confidence in that sponsor that you have. It doesn't help if you go, if, if, if you know, you're out there and you have a sponsor and you know, you're like, you know, I like them, but I don't really like them that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, you you got to have that confidence in everything that that they do, and yep, it's it's really important to to do that. I mean, it's as important as social media right now. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And I I've heard from a lot of these companies how frustrated they get by the fact that people uh, want a lot from them, uh, and they don't have that resume and they, they don't have anything that they can provide. I would hate to be an, a marketing person that would have to deal with that kind of stuff all day, every day. I so don't really I, do it. Actually. I, I did. So I do marketing crap all day. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous how much <laughs> crap I do. So years ago I did a, um, I did, I can't say the person's name, I did someone's resume that is was a saltwater fisherman, and he has a, a he was doing television and, and so forth, and uh, his 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 main title sponsorship was five hundred thousand dollars, and I can tell you he sold four or five of them the year I did his his resume. Wow! But that's, we had that's something. We had, and no lie, we had 200, 250 pages 
of stats on what he had done and where he was and how he was promoting this that helped him here, here, and here, and here. And we could show all the stats and that's, we could hand this out to, we were handing it out to people and it was instantaneous. I'm in. Oh, why not you have this title sponsorship and then you have this tier. I'm in for 250. And that's not $250, it's $1,000. And it was all because he had all of it, A to Z, written down perfectly. I just made it look good. That's all I did. Yeah. And it's really hard these days. I mean, some of these anglers, some of these bass anglers, retainer for like a rod company might be 200 bucks a month. They might get 20 rods and $200 a month. And that really isn't that that isn't that much. Um, yeah. I but, was, uh, I was fishing with a pro angler on a, on a BASS open a, a year or two ago. And, um, I asked him that question. I, I said, you know, cause he's, he's one of, he's one of these guys. He's very well known. You'd know him instantly. If I told you his name, he's been around for many, many years, uh, on, on the BASS circuit. And, uh, now he's over on the MLF side. But um, I just asked him, you know, what's what's the what's the sponsorship market like now compared to where when it was when you started, and you know, how's it kind of evolved through the whole whole deal? And he said, he said, you just wouldn't believe it. He said, back in the days when I started, which was the Red Man series and some of those those uh, circuits, uh, he said, many of us, January first, you'd get a hundred thousand dollar check or a two hundred thousand dollar check. He said, I had, he said, I'll bet you I had four or five companies that right at the turn, right January 1st, I would get $200,000. And, uh, and he, he gave me the names of some of those companies. And he said, he said, I didn't realize how awesome it was back then, but he said, it, it just was amazing. He said, that is not the way it works now. And, and he was very frustrated because he's an incredible angler. And he's won tournaments and he's, he's, he's done very well. Uh, and he said, you know, the thing that frustrates me is a lot of sponsorship dollars are going to brand new kids uh, in, uh, in the, on the circuit who have no real resume, but they're, you know, they do know electronics or they do know, uh, you know, how to market themselves. And uh, he said, it frustrates me that, I've been in this thing 20 plus years, 25 years or whatever. And I got to fight for every dollar and, and I got to fight against brand new kids who, who haven't proven anything in the, in the, in the business yet. There's, there's a lot of, th- a lot of stuff in the business is What have you done for me lately? Yeah, exactly. Um, and no offense to the older anglers, but there's a new breed of, of cowboy coming in and not only there do- is, not only do they fish well, they do all the social media well. They offer more to that prospective sponsor. And there's a lot to be said by that. Now, there both is. sponsorships completely different. That one is really a crazy thing. The boat both sponsorship? Yeah, boat sponsorships. Yeah, why don't you tell why don't you tell them how that works? Boat sponsorships these days are there you're given a boat for a year. And it's called somewhat memo billing, I guess is the best way to put it. At the end of the year, you have to sell that boat and you get a new one. Yeah. 
Now you sell it for a discounted price. It still gives the, the manufacturer that money back and yep. they still make money on the boat, but that's still one boat sold. <laughs> right. So, but you still have to have the results. And, and really, if you don't sell the boat at the end of the year, you have to pay for the boat. Yeah, right. So, that's right. you know, there's, excuse me, there's a lot of anglers that, that shell out a lot of money to become a pro angler. I mean, I, when I did, I did a video called The Drive with Jason Christie. And it was it was our ride home after one day on the classic. And in it, I said, "How hard is it to get sponsors?" And he said, it, "It's it's tough, but do, doing doing fishing is a good way to make a great living for your family." However, this was Jason Christie, who was the number one angler in the country at the time. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody has that drive that Jason has, or the yes. the. Not, yes. I'm not saying any all of them can't fish. Because let's be honest, they all can outfish all of us most of the time. Yes, yes, but yes. They don't have the results, so there's a little flaws in their in their their repertoire of, of fishing. It, it, a, perf, a perfect example is ninety percent of the bass anglers hate Florida. They hate it because we don't have deep water. You can't use deep water crankbaits. You can't use all these mm -hmm. things. We have weeds beyond weeds and weeds, and it's hot as hell down here. Not yeah. right now, but I mean in the middle of the summer. Yes. So most of those guys just don't like coming down here to fish. And that has a huge a huge influence on how things work. If you're not successful in the southern states, you're not going to be successful overall. But that has really, I mean, that doesn't have really go with our topic right now. But there's mm -hmm. a lot of anglers that uh, that sell their house to pay for their fishing. Yes. Because they don't yep. have that sponsorship. And in fact, in go ahead. Uh, in fact, I uh, this is another thing I've learned fishing as a co-angler on the opens in the uh, FLW. The I am just blown away with how many young guys that want to be pro anglers uh, are just maxed out to the hilt on credit cards and everything else. They go out and buy a brand new boat. They don't get spot. They don't have a sponsorship on the boat. Mm -hmm. They buy and you know they. Drop tons of money on rods, reels, equipment. Twelve thousand dollars on electronics. Yeah, electronics. Uh, then all of the uh, tournament fees, the entire deal. You know, and I, I can just remember uh, this one kid just sticks out. I was fishing the Arkansas River. Nice kid. I asked him, so what do you do for a living? And he said, Well, I work in a I work in a factory right now, but I'm trying to become a pro fisherman, and. Uh, he had a brand new Skeeter, you know, and he had brand new everything. And uh, I was just thinking, this poor kid does not, he's not, he doesn't have two nickels to rub together and sponsorship money. And he is, he's spending himself into oblivion to hopefully make it. And there are so many guys that are doing this right now. Um, and I just <laughs> don't do that. If you, you know, if you can figure out any way uh, to, I mean, obviously I can't say don't follow your dream. Don't chase your passion. If that's what you want, do it, but don't go into debt to the point that, you know, it just kills you. You got to be smart about it. You, you got to be smart about it. You've if you're going to start off and, and do it, the sponsorship start is the side you need to start off with because at some point in time, you can't you can't 
just, I mean, there's so many people that uh, just get rid of everything and, and dive right into this. And some of them yeah. make it, but a lot of them don't. There's a lot of anglers in these leagues, maybe not major league fishing, uh, or maybe even some of the elite guys even too, the, the bottom 50, whatever it is. They're not, they're not making their money back every year. They're, no. they're really hoping for a one, a one big hit. It isn't right, just right. – so, so if you really look at it, it's not only the boat sponsor, the boat stuff, and the lures and everything else that you got. If you have $3,700, $3,800 into a tournament, and then you have your gas and your hotel yeah. fees and all that yeah. stuff, food and all that stuff for a week. Yes. Yes. Now most of these guys like pair up and become partners and you know yep. they get a hotel room, so it's half share expenses. Yeah. Share expenses, which really helps. But there's other people for years, Brandon Palinick slept in the back of his Toyota truck. That's right, he did. And he there's did. Th- there's more there's more stories like that. Now Brandon Palinick is uh, an elite angler, and a, you know he knows he knows his ups and downs. But what Brandon has done is not only has he done well on the social media side, but Brandon is just you can you can talk to Brandon. You can yes, you he, can he's, absolutely. He's media savvy. I, I I've said it a, a million times. Every time I see Jacob Wheeler, I'm I'm almost dumbfounded by just how smart that young man is. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's amazing, isn't he? He can talk to you and explain things on how to fish and become a better angler, and you're just like, wow. I can see why people gravitate towards him and, and do a sponsorship with him um, because he's just that he's just that savvy. It, it, you know, we're, we're talking about sponsorships here. You know, and 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 at some point, everybody's that does wants to be successful in fishing. You you need to have sponsors, and it's not only Absolutely. boat sponsors; it's lure sponsors, it's rods and reels. This is as crazy as this is going to sound. This is a very expensive thing to to get into as a professional. It's- well, think about think about this. This is an interesting question here about Scott Martin, and we could answer it, but it would just be pure speculation. But uh, this is the only sport that I am aware of where you actually have to pay to play. Yes. You have to pay to compete. I mean, think how crazy that is. Uh, There's there's no other – I don't think there is any way any other sport out there that you actually – think about NFL players had to actually pay to play the game. I mean, it's, it's amazing what these guys have to spend just to compete. It's, it, think about it. Uh, really think about it. Major League Fishing, I think, is probably right, like 2000 bucks. It used to be nothing. I think it's like 2000 bucks. I don't know exactly. I think um, Bass is 5000 the elites, but then they You're get – talking per tournament. Per tournament. Then it, yep. they get $2,500 back. So mm-hmm. let's just say it's $2,500 a tournament. Uh-huh. And then you have NPFL, which is five thousand dollars a tournament. You have the Opens, which are eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred dollars a tournament. Yeah, it is not. And really, if you look at the, you know, the fees, 
versus what you win, that's when things really get a little bit lopsided, a little bit. To spend 5000 to win 50000 I mean, that's 50 you know what load of yeah. of money. Yeah. But imagine you spend, you can qualify for the leaps and you $2,500 and win ten a uh, hundred grand or you spend a couple thousand dollars on major league fishing and you win a hundred grand too. And then when you get to the opens and major league fish, the big five or whatever it is, then it's really cr even crazier because you spend $1,800 to hopefully win 35, $36,000. So yeah. it's sponsorship is a huge part of being successful as an angler, because not only does it cover your costs for the fishing tournaments, but it also covers the costs of, you know, your, your extra stuff, your hotels, all that stuff. Um, so there actually, Jim said that imagine mortgaging your house. There was, there's an angler. I don't know his name. He won rookie of the year, two years or three years ago. He mortgages his house because it was his dream to be on the elites. And luckily he did unbelievably well, but imagine mortgaging it up with yeah. your family and all that other stuff. Yeah. Do believe that yeah. the, the way that things are going with bass fishing is that it's a young man's sport, unfortunately, that are, you know, that are kind of single. Yep. I know that sounds mm -hmm. crazy, but you know, yeah, it, it, it's, it's hard to raise a family and do it. Uh, at the same time, uh, you're on the road, man, yeah. you're on the road constantly. So you see some well, anglers take, take their families with them, but, uh, it's still a huge sacrifice. So for sure this year we had Lunkers TV decided he was going to go into. Yeah, tournament that's fishing. right. That's right. And good for him. My hat, yep. my hat is off for for him doing it. Do I think he was it was the right decision? Hell no. I don't think it was the right decision. Yep. But he's one of those few people that has that Guggen money. That's that, right. Where it isn't a big deal. But I mean, yeah. he's been five or six tournaments, and he's won. He's only cashed in one event. And yep. while I commend him for making this decision and doing it. Well, I think I read or, or I watched another podcast and he said the thing that made him do it, one of the things that made him do it was people thought that the Guggen guys couldn't succeed. Yeah. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you're only cashing one every five times, you're not succeeding. Yeah, you're losing you're money in that case. You are yep. losing money. And that I'm not yep. trying to be mean or anything. And yep. and I and you know, I think he'll hopefully he does better, but he's gonna try it for two years, I think. And it is it is a commitment that you need to you need to put everything into, and yeah, trying to do it part time, uh, yeah. is is very difficult, extremely difficult. And I my hats are off to these guys that fish the opens and and uh, those those format tournaments because almost every one of them has a job. They're they, they got some other side gig that 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 they're doing to support themselves, and. Uh, it's amazing that they do as well as they do uh, when they have such little time to actually focus on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's because only because we're talking about sponsorships I, uh, from, from the radio standpoint, you know, we, we were constantly trying to push the bar on where we were going, how we were doing the show. Um, yeah. 
you know, you got to kind of, and I have people that constantly tell me, man, I miss it. And I I apologize that we're not doing it, but I I can't do it anymore. That's the God's honest truth. The amount of time in, but getting sponsorship, it was really, really, really a challenge. There were some people at the beginning that stuck with us. uh, And then as we started to grow and started to be able to show the amount of people that were downloading the podcast on iTunes, that they that people started coming to us, the Yamahas, those people started coming. But it wasn't uh-huh. it was five or six years into doing it before it became somewhat successful. And uh you know it's what's up, Topwater Johnny? Yeah, it's my boy. I'm going fishing with Topwater Johnny in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so it it you know it's well it's, it's it's why I'm I'm reducing a lot I'm really cutting down on the number of tournaments I, I fish and I'm not a I'm not a professional tournament fisherman. I, I just like to do it for fun, but doing something like focus on a YouTube channel takes up so much time and energy and effort. I just don't have the time now to fish the tournaments like I'd like to. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, is it a competitive thing that makes you want to fish tournaments or is it you just like, what, what is your, what is your motivation to do tournaments? Uh, well, the, the main reason I got into it, which was, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago was, um, maybe it was only 10, 12 years ago, but it, the, I had two reasons. One, I wanted to become a better fisherman and I felt like fishing on the back of the boat behind some guys who were much better than me what would be a good way to learn. And, and then the, the, the second reason I wanted to do it is I had all kinds of lakes and water fisheries that I w- was intrigued and wanted to go see and experience, but uh, I didn't want to drive my boat all the way up to upstate New York and try to figure it all out when I only had three days to do it or a week at the, at the most to do it to me. Uh, it felt like this was the best way to experience these fisheries. I pay 500 bucks, go fish uh, a tournament. And literally, if you make the cut, you can fish three solid days with a pro that hopefully knows the water pretty well. And at a minimum, two days. And then you can get a few practice days in as well. And that's really been my motivation. It wasn't about uh, trying to get to the next level or anything like that, because I'm at an age, like you said, it's more of a young man's sport. I got, I had wife, kids, family obligations, a, a, a major career going on. And, but I wanted to experience these waterways and I've been able to, I've gone to the California Delta and fished there. I fished Champlain. I fished St. Clair. I fished the St. Lawrence river. I fished, um, Gunnersville and Pickwick and Kentucky Lake and all these places that I've been able to experience because of, of the tournament fishing uh, is really why I did it. And then the, the, the other thing that I, I really didn't realize what happened is when you really start fishing in a tournament and you start actually competing, it's not about the checks, but it's about, man, I made the top 10 uh, or, man, I actually, I, I, I made the cut, you know, I made the check line, you know, everybody's, did you get a check? And there's something pretty energizing and fun about that. It's addictive in some ways. It, it's, it's really gambling. If you want to think about it, you, you show up, you all throw your money in a pot and you go out and fish and then, you know, they, they divvy up the winnings and there's more losers than the winners. Mm-hmm. Christopher Shue. Thanks buddy. 
So, so uh, just out of curiosity, how many, how many checks did you cash in how many events did you do and how many times did you cash? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know, but, uh, I've probably cashed 10 checks maybe. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, so you did the, best, well. the best I've ever, the best I've ever done is 10th place. Okay. So, you know, I haven't, so, I haven't won. I haven't been in the top three or four or five. I've made the top, uh, it depends on what circuit you're in. It's either the top 10 or the top 12. And I've made the top 10 or 12 several times. And uh, I was really getting much more competitive the, the last year that BASS really kind of stuck it to us uh, where they, what they basically did is they took away the championship and they changed the format. And, and, you know, now they're not even letting you fish the final day. It's just frustrating. Those they, they, and, and my, it, it's not about the co-anglers though. I know that I've always known that. And to me, it's more about the fun and uh, experience in the waters. But so, so you said something very interesting, something I've said for years, if you're going to start off and, and try to become a professional angler, being a co-angler is extremely important because you learn the ins and outs of what it takes day to day, what these anglers are doing. You not only learn the waters, yeah, for a less expensive price, but you get to meet them and then you get to have that camaraderie and then you can find out if this is what you want to do. Because when it becomes time for money and money is on the line, people act and do things differently. Yes, um, they absolutely and that, do. And, and so in my case, I've had, uh, I went fishing with Brandon Card. Brandon stayed the weekend a long time ago over at the house. Mm -hmm. um, before we got married. And um, so we were like, let's, you know, let's go fishing. So he and I went fishing and he's like, why aren't you doing this? Why are you not trying to be a professional? Honestly, Steve, yeah. you're, you're doing better than me. And I'm like, you want to know why? I don't want to take the fun out of fishing for me. Cause I know that when, and I'll be honest, you haven't seen competitive Steve until you've seen competitive Steve on the water. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to lose at anything that I do. That's the God's honest truth. I, yeah, I don't like, I losing. know what you mean. So I don't want to take that fun away from one of the most enjoyable things that fishing. I mean, you can ask Johnny and yeah. Hank and other people who went fishing with me. That happens. I'm tunnel focused. Get, get out of my way. And and yeah. I've I've had to not be like that when I go fishing with friends. It it's let's yeah. let's just go have yeah, fun. Yeah, but you're right when the you're right when the money's on the line, it's hard not to. And and you know, you're trying to win, so you, you need to be focused. Um I want to answer Christopher's question here, uh, especially since he dropped his five dollars on the super chat. Uh Christopher, um when I go to any piece of water, um, I already kind of have in my mind what where I think the fish are, whether they're going to be, you know, pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn, post that kind of thing. And based on where, you know, you think the fish are, that's going to help you determine your technique. And normally I'm going to start with some kind of a search bait. I'm trying to find the fish, you know, first. So, and one of my favorite search baits is a chatterbait, a bladed jig. I'm, I, if, if I think they're going to bite it, I'm probably going to throw that first. Uh, that or a spinnerbait or a crankbait or just something that you can cover a lot of water with. And then uh, once you start locating where the fish are at, then you can kind of 
kind of dial it down and and change up. So, so you want to hear what I do? Yes, I put on a worm. <laughs> it's the truth. I, hey, I I love to fish with the worm too. I love to fish with the worm too. But if you got to cover lots of water to kind of figure out where they're at, that takes a long time. Yeah, but uh, I fish. I fish angles, so I'm always going down a bank. Yes, and yes. fishing it back to me, and and if I see some sort of structure or some sort of or sort of grass, especially, I find grass. I'm finding fish. That's that's for me down here. In it's all about the grass, huh? Grass, grass means fish. So did lily pads. I do agree with search rates, so I, I I don't think you can beat a chatterbait. That's the God's honest truth. I don't think there. I don't think there's there's very few lures. I think that are that don't that not only do they catch big fish, but a chatterbait does everything. I mean, it does. And it's it fun. All. Well, you, you know, you get you get a lot of strikes from reaction strikes because that blade is making so much. You know, that back and forth of the blade and the clacking stimulates that lateral bass and a bass will won't it doesn't even matter if they're hungry they're going to attack it just because it's 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 pissing them off yeah, yeah so yeah. they'll just do a react strike and try to kill whatever it is um because i like this thing jackhammer is the uh by far booster knows this i love booster's I throwing them away man look at that He's throwing away jackhammers and swim baits, and he said he only caught one fish. Boy, that's painful. Yeah, he he he's been over the house. He, he next time he comes over, I'll slip a few to him so he doesn't lose <laughs> anymore. Uh, right on. All right, what what are we what are we gonna hit next here? Let's look at my notes. Some of the things I wrote down here. Well, I want to so, talk about one thing that isn't fishing oriented. Uh oh. Have you seen? This craziness with this Logan is not. Nah, I need Thomas, and he's sleeping. This Floyd Mayweather, Logan Jake yeah. Paul. Do you see? Heck yeah. Yeah. Have you kept up with this? Um, well, I don't even follow boxing that much, and I've definitely heard about it. Um, I, I I do listen to a lot of sports talk radio, and there's a lot of people talking about it. And uh, the dude's a marketing genius. I'm oh, telling God. you, he's a dude that could have been a Guggen. He could have been a Guggen easily. Uh, I, I think you know, he, he knows what Guggen could do. Yeah, he knows how to promote. Like, man, he's amazing. Is there any way in hell that this guy beats Floyd Mayweather? I don't know. I know you said there's absolutely no way. Uh, I, I actually listened to Jim Rohn the other day. And Jim Rohn, if you're listening to national sports casters he is a fanatic about boxing and mma and any kind of fighting he he you'll get more fighting coverage on his channel than you will probably anybody's and he really thinks that uh he's got a chance and that surprised me because uh he had some he had some expert on there who was saying look this guy doesn't have a chance at all mayweather's gonna kill him and uh uh, Rome, Romy was saying, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him out. He said, I, I really think he is much more talented than, than you might believe. So I don't know. I'm not expert. You get out of the realm of fishing and, and my expertise goes 
in the tank real quick. I have watched more shorts with Thomas, it's my son, on this fight than anything in my life. That is crazy. There are so, so many people weighing in on it, you know, either one side or the other, or it's Jake. And, but, it, and it makes me, it's it's like talking basketball to me. So I, I grew up a basketball and baseball player. I mean, I watch, to be honest, I watch too much basketball. That's the God's honest truth. I watch too much basketball. It's basketball and fishing are like, like this. However, lately, all I've been watching is this the fight coverage. But I'm a real sports fan. The thing that has me crazy about this is not only the publicity that they do and the whole gotcha hat crap and you know untying each other's shoes and the all the stuff that comes with this, but Floyd Mayweather is the greatest defensive fighter of all time. I mean, there's times when he goes and you only get ten or twelve hits on him for the whole time. <laughs> Uh, and I know it is. I guess it is Logan Paul. I know Logan is much uh, younger, and from what I understand, he's like got to be like twelve or fourteen inches taller than him, and that means he's going to have a longer reach and reach, yeah. and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. And it really all only takes one hit, and you know, you one lucky hit, and you're done. But this is Floyd Mayweather, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. Like, the perfect analogy is. Kevin Van Dam against me in fishing. <laughs> Who's gonna win this? You'd crush him. You'd crush him, Steve. Come on. <laughs> give me, no, no, I'm texting him later. <laughs> but this, this, the stuff that's going on with this fight, it's it's gonna it's gonna be fifty, sixty million dollars of revenue to Floyd Mayweather for seven yeah. rounds. And I mean, he, in all honesty, he has more to lose than anybody. He loses this thing. I mean, he's undefeated. Imagine losing it to a guy who has no offense, is not a professional fighter. He might look good against what's that? Did you say $60 million? I think they might, they're projecting to be 60 to a hundred million. That's insanity. I mean, Hey, you know, Roger I think, said, might be, I think he might be really smart doing it, actually. So, but. Roger Hall said, actually, he's fought a few good fighters. Mayweather is all hype. So, I, I want to know what fighters, I mean, is the basketball player he beat up a fighter? Is the MMA guy that's been out of, out of it for like <laughs> 25 years and came in just barely better shape than my fat ass? Is that guy... <laughs> Really, that is he really a an MMA person has is able to kick and grapple and all that other stuff. They're not fighter fighters. They're not boxers. Yeah, they're not boxers. Um, and whoever he beat, did he beat KSI or somebody? I mean, that's a real fighter. Floyd Mayweather's arguably the greatest fighter that's ever lived. Well, I think there's a lot of people who agree with you there. Um, if you if you follow the commentators, but. Uh, there's also the flip side, like my wife saying, Logan Paul's 20 years younger. 
Was yeah, that I don't know where, said it? I got I got no idea where she's coming up with that. She does not know the first thing about fighting. <laughs> not ever. And not I mean hey, I, I can't believe I can't believe she even knows this. This shows you how well Logan Paul is marketing himself. Exactly. You know? This is just a perfect example. It's it's amazing. Is younger better? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends. You know, Heather, uh, I want to know that answer before we log out. Is that's a good question, guys. Better? Is younger better? I mean, you know, uh, if you take it in the fishing world, uh, we younger used, to think, we used to think no. We used to think no. But these young kids, man, they're kicking butt. Yeah. Oh, my nephew, Cal Callan's on here. Callan oh, plays cool. as my nephew. Sweet. Yeah. Um, you should see that kid fish, man. That kid can yeah, look fish. At look at Jim's comment there for you, Steve. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna text Kevin later. It on only today. takes one lucky punch, Steve. <laughs> one lucky punch is all it takes. It's uh it, it is. It's just well, I was talking about if if you put Kevin Van Dam against me in fishing, that was an analogy I was trying to go for. Do you really think I I've been on the boat with Kevin? I'm not beating him. I can I can promise you that. I have been on the boat with that. And he is one of three people I honestly believe. Literally, I got off the boat and went, I have been doing things all wrong for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt that way. I felt that way after fishing with or I didn't fish with him, but I was a marshal with uh Paul Brandon Polinick. I was like, dude, this guy's good. This guy is very, very good. Uh, and just, just so you know, younger is better. Set your wife says that's right. That's what she says. Younger is better. You well, know what? Though I have fished with some pros that that just have not impressed me at all. And really? I, I, I can't, I can't say uh, I even have the right to judge them. What I, well, what I would have to say is that they probably were just having a bad day the day I was with them. Uh, you know. The, the one thing I will say, every single one of them I've ever fished with, whether it's been as a co-angler or as a marshal, they are intense. They are focused. They are, they are, they, they fish at a pace so much faster than you can even imagine if you've never been around it. Mm -hmm. And and watching it on TV, I don't think shows it. it it's hard to, to get that, to understand that. But they don't waste a second, you know. They really don't. They are just go, 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 go. And um, it's about, you know, time having that lure in the water is is maximize that time. If I can go back to something that we, we didn't talk about, sponsorships. One of the things that if you move into becoming a professional angler and that's the goal that you're trying to be and you're looking, you're doing sponsorships – one of the things you need to be able to do is you need to be able to, when the camera's on you, you need to be able to, to communicate exactly not only what you're doing, what you're looking for, how you're, how you're fishing, and what you're fishing with. Yes. There's too many guys that get that camera behind them and they're, and they're turned to the back, and you get to see their ass and everything else that's on the back of their shirt, but they cannot communicate on what they're doing. And because yep. of that... Sponsors look at that and go, why are, why am I, why, this guy has a perfect opportunity to tell me everything that's going on right now, yeah. but he isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've noticed that even with the big guys, you know, I think sometimes they, they're so used to it 
that they that they say there's no need for me to mention the the, the type of reel uh, that I'm using at the moment. Uh, I've always been amazed at how often they'll just say something. I use a six two to one gear ratio reel. Yeah. Why don't you talk about the company that's actually paying for the reels? You know, for you, uh, you know, uh, because uh, that's that's what it's about. That's what it's all about, really. So I think that one of my someone that I have a lot of uh, talks with, and I think is a confidant, not only a confidant but a friend, and someone I I really enjoy talking to is Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane is perfect when he starts on live because it's always I'm using this reel i'm using this rod this is how i'm doing i've got this 20 pound floral i got this this and this yeah yeah and when it's 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 wonderful even when he does as crazy as it sounds and i and i i'll be honest i've completely edited it out before he and i will start talking at the classic or someplace else and he's like you know i gotta thank this 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 and this and this person i'm like Dude, wait a minute. We're not. We're not. Get, you've already yelled out every sponsor before we've even. I've even asked the question. Uh, uh, but if you if you look at that, that's part of. If you're if you're interested in becoming sponsored and becoming a pro, you need to look at the guys that do it real well. And as much as it's it's not cool to imitate them or emulate them, but there's certain guys that do it well, and because they do it well, they're not having problems with sponsors. Because yes. a sponsorship technically is you're, you're getting X amount of dollars every month to promote that person's product, that company's product. Yep. And it is a must for you to do. It's not, you, not only do you have to catch fish, you must do it. And you must go do their shows and iCast uh -huh. and all the other crap that comes with it. And there's a, you, And you need to have, when you do become sponsored, you need to have it all written out exactly what your job is and what their job is it as much as it's great to give a handshake and go yes this is what i want to do and this is what we're going to do you need to have it written down exactly a to z what they're going to give you and what you're going to do for them because if you don't you're going to get screwed out of stuff uh -huh. so so that's a that's a good a good point there uh i think Maybe you should even talk a little bit more about that, about the fact that you probably ought to have a goal in mind. Yeah. You probably ought to have a plan on uh, what you're, when you get in a relationship with a sponsor, uh, how it's going to benefit you and what, what you're going to do to help to benefit them. So when I, when, when I was, when we were looking at, and when we were searching for sponsors, we would say to them, look, this is how many people listen to us every month, every week. Um, on the radio show. Now it's, now it's, look, um, I don't mind being honest about it. Now it's, I say to Shimano, I say, look, this is how many people are watching the video every month. And there's a link back to Shimano, not like Shimano needs any help, but mm -hmm. there's a link back to your website or whoever's website in the description in every video that I do. And while it doesn't seem like not every video am I showing a rod and a reel in the stuff that I do, mm -hmm. but that link back to them is unbelievably important for the Google algorithm. Now, you might think it's just a link. It's nothing. It doesn't mean people are going and clicking on that link and going back to them. Some people do. Some people don't. But that link actually promotes them and, and gets them promotes them higher. You know? Right, right. Um, and the whole it, SEO rankings. 
Yes, it's it, there's there's all these little things. I can't even tell you. Now I, I'm I'm again I'm I can say that the Fishing Florida Radio website is hasn't been updated in years. That's the truth. But these guys that are looking for sponsorship, one of the, one of the other first things you need to do is you need to hire a decent web designer. I know you think you can do it, and you can do it in some cases, some of it, but. Somebody who does it professionally can help you with WordPress or whatever you want to do mm-hmm. and show you the little ins and outs is very important. And then updating that website and doing things on a regular basis shows that you're not only putting the effort forth on website stuff and the you know internet, but also then that all ties into social media stuff too. So it's just another thing. I've, I've got a whole, I've got like pages of notes. I'm not joking. Pages of notes on you know how people should go about you know how people should go about sponsor stuff because there's just you know it's it's not easy it's not easy at all yeah yeah and i think you've got to realize that anything worth having is worth working for and that's the key it's a lot of work if you really want to have a successful sponsorship relationship, it's a lot of work. You can you can pretty much plan on you send out a hundred emails or you meet a hundred people, a hundred shaking of hands. If you're really good at it and you have all your stuff in order, um, if you can get four or five of those people to even talk to you and sponsor you, then you're you're doing good. Now and now let me just say. Here's, here's a humongous tip for people looking for sponsors. This is not a handshake. Your hands out looking for something for free would be the first thing you don't do. The second thing, um, you you when you go to iCast or the Classic or something like that, that is not the time to say how great you are as a fisherman and how they are missing the boat on sponsoring you. Finding the right person and creating the, the relationship helps you down the line so you know the right person to talk to. Yeah. Just because you will go to the classic and you got your jersey on and you got 72,000 patches on of people that have given you a 10% discount, which blows my mind. <laughs> Doesn't mean that that person who's at the classic has the time right then to talk about why why not they can sponsor you. There is a time and a place for that, and it isn't at a fishing show or a convention or anything else. Yeah, they're there with a purpose, and you're just gonna tick them off. If yeah, you're, well, uh... you want to, you're not ticking them off. That's the God's honest truth. You go to iCast and you have your hand out and you're looking for free stuff. They remember that you're looking for free stuff and they forget you. So you're now in this group of all these people who are trying to, that they're just like, ah, if you're not, you know, they're just like this guy, what is this guy going to offer me? He was looking for free crap. And one of the things about fishing sponsorship is getting free stuff is the, is the easiest part of it. Yeah, it is. Say, look, this is this is what I can do to help you. I'm not looking for for hard-earned cash right now, but at some point we need to have that discussion if if I'm meeting the goals that that we set down. Yep, for sure. Because 
you know, you can only get, and I'm living proof of this. You can only get so much free stuff. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and then you can, you kind of get this to this point where, okay, that's not an incentive anymore. Uh, exactly. So you, you've got to figure out, you know, what in the relationship, why do you want to get in a partnership with this company and what do you want to achieve? You know, and, uh, that that's, that's important. It's important. Uh, cause you can only have so many, so many free baits. You can't fish, you know, there's, there's just take one pack of Cinco's out and fish with Cinco's all day and you might go through all of them. But, uh, you know, you, you can't in an eight hour day, you can't fish with a thousand lures. You can't do it. Even if you got a thousand, I got a box that's behind me that I wish I could show. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I love the company, but I'm like, why? Yeah. Why uh, did you send me so many? Why did you, where do you think I'm going with this? <laughs> do you think I own a tackle store? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, uh, you. It, I get you. Some of it's crazy. I mean, honestly, some of it is really crazy. There's other people that I'm like, oh, thank you for sending me this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I got, I just got my Shimano stuff just the other day, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's still. Well, if you have a bunch of extra junk you don't want, send it yeah. my way, and I'll give it away as part of my, part of my I, Saturday I, night live streams. I, I have a giveaway as a booster. Yes. I'm I'm just at that verge of six thousand, and I'm going to put out uh, twenty different packages of lures, and each one's got like two lures and two or three hard lures and two or three plastic baits. It's like getting your own mystery tackle box or whatever it is. Not not to the extent that you got, but yeah. it's a, it's a package of of stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. You you want to send something to old Jeff Jeter here? See what he says. Oh yeah, thank you. You Jeff. bring a lot to the party. Great ideas and opinions. Just joined your channel. I appreciate that, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff can send me an email. I'll put him on the the prize pack list. All right, I'll put your email address up there for him. Yeah, we have those. I think I can give away three or four. Right there, Jeff. There's there's his email. Send him an email, and he'll hook you up, man. So so we're kind of in agreement that even though your wife thinks we're younger is better. I mean. No, I don't know about that. No, I, I think uh, kind of like Gary said there, it's hard to uh, discount experience. Yeah. And uh, I think all things being equal, but we don't know how equal the match will be, really. We can assume that uh, uh, that uh, the youth youth may, may be an advantage, but the experience oftentimes is, is an advantage as well. So it, it – It'll be it'll be a fun and interesting fight to watch, won't it? Would are, now, I'm not purchasing whatever it costs. I can tell you that I got much. Yeah. I'd just rather throw the money out the window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anybody on here that's going to pay whatever the seventy dollars for the? Yeah, whatever it who's, is? who's paying seventy bucks or whatever it is to watch to watch the fight? I mean, if it's ten dollars, <laughs> are you paying ten dollars for it? If it's I guess we should have looked that up, but I didn't look it up. I don't even know what yeah. the pay-per-view cost is. Yeah, I don't know either. Is uh, anyone going to buy that? Because I don't ever do that. And if you are, yeah, if you are, why aren't you just buying um, more lures or something else? 
so the little B says, how different are YouTube sponsors and tournament sponsors? Is there a difference? So I, I in my opinion, there is. I think you and I have yeah. talked about this. There is. Yeah, we a, have. There's a new focus on YouTube being a priority. Yeah. Um, tournament sponsors. I think. I think if you're if you're going after tournament sponsors, um, it's a lot more expensive. There's a lot more costs going into tournament stuff now. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, doing videos isn't easy. It isn't cheap either. No. Time alone into editing and trying to make stuff entertaining and that kind of stuff. It, it's a lot of it's a, there's a lot of time that goes into it. So I think YouTube sponsorship. I think at some point we're going to see the media start to the marketing start to go towards more YouTube stuff. I know a few years ago at the ASA uh, conference, which is the American uh, Sport Fishing Association, they kind of said to every company, if you weren't paying eighty five thousand dollars for someone to film everything and put on YouTube, you were you were absolutely not going to make it. Interesting. Well, so, uh, you, you know, uh, I've been surprised just of my own viewers at how many of them bucks. really love fishing and watch fishing, but they don't pay attention to the pro circuits, the tournaments. And that, yeah. that's kind of surprised me. Now, uh, there's still, I think there's still more that do than don't, mm -hmm. but there's definitely a segment, a group of people who really are interested in fishing. They want to know more about fishing. They want to be involved in fishing, but they, for whatever reason, aren't, aren't following the tournament guys. So I think that when Major League left, when the Major League Fishermen Anglers left and started that their own tournament schedule, yeah, 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 I think that was the first time that we've seen a separation in in everybody. You either liked bass or you yeah. liked Major League fishing, yeah, yeah. And the loyalty that has happened with with bass is astronomical. I mean, bass is still is still king, but Major League Fishing has now, with the purchase of FLW and doing the things that they're doing, I can see Major League Fishing continuing to gain popularity. I mean, yeah. there's something to be said for the format that they're using. Yep. You have to remember it is a television, it's meant to be a television show, not really so much a tournament, but there's something to be said. I know that if you would have asked me last year, I said point blank. I'm only watching watching the bass elites, and as a media person, I try to keep up with everything. Yeah, truthfully, this year I've watched more major league fishing than I have bass. Um, well, I think what the major league what the major league fishing thing has done though is it has forced bass to really up their TV game, and they're. It, it, right now, in the probably the entire history of professional fishing, there this is the absolute very best time to watch it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it it's the there's very so best. It. It's the very best coverage. Is there's the most exposure out there, and uh, you know they've got they've got uh, camera boats all over the place now. They you can literally watch, and uh, you know on the final days you can watch. Every one of the top 10 guys or whoever it is, uh, you can, I mean, you can watch every aspect of the way they fish. It's kind of like what I said earlier, how interesting it is now. It's much harder for them to fake what they're fishing with 
Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, for us avid anglers, we like to see what they're fishing with. We want to see how they're catching them. And, and you know, to see them do things kind of like what Wheeler did a while back where he went out deep and started throwing that uh, spinner bait out deep and everybody else was doing other stuff completely different. Incredibly fascinating for me to watch him do that. To, to That's one of the most exciting things to think about it is when you see uh, a tournament angler competing against all the other ones and the vast majority of them are all doing the same thing. And then you yeah. got this one guy who's not, and he's just killing it. He's just crushing it. And sometimes it's the other way around. He's not catching anything. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, th- there's no better time to watch uh, professional fishing on TV though. There's it's, it's, it's never been better. And, and because of what major league fishing has done, like them, hate them, whatever you want. Uh, it's made bass have to step up their game, and and bass has stepped up their game. That's the truth. I mean, there's certain things about the bass format, not the format, but the the live coverage that I don't like. But there's also stuff about major league fishing that I don't like either. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the major league fishing, just for me, just because I know the anglers a little bit better on major league fishing, and the the major league fishing anglers are a little bit more savvy about what they're doing and how to talk about it. Yeah, and it's something. Well, that, I mean, that's hands down. I mean, that's that the group that left BASS and went to major league fishing. I mean, yeah, it was ridiculous. They were the elites. There's yes. no, no no question about it. Yeah. So and it's, now it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to see some of those MLF guys going back to BASS and dominating over there and uh that's just making it more fun to watch more entertaining so i think both of them are fun to watch i'll be i'll be completely honest i i told brandon palinick he was crazy i told him point blank he's pretty crazy and and my reasoning behind that was i just thought that that if he didn't go to major league fishing he was the face of bass and i was looking at it as as someone who was that you know they lost all these people and not to say anything against them and all those guys but they lost all these people and there was this young young up and coming stud that you know he could the prodigy as Dave Mercer calls him yeah he could have slipped in there and continued what it is and and I think him going back to bass and I know I'm not going to make many fans of this I think it was a brilliant idea and I and I and truthfully I knew he was doing it um even i knew it was the first day of the first event of major league fishing i knew he was going back um so i agree with you it was an incredibly smart move for him the thing that Uh, makes in this we could have a we should do a whole show on bass fishing tournaments to be honest yeah we could um one of the things about that makes that that uh you know these guys go back and then they completely dominate when they go back and and unfortunately, I know I'm going to catch smack about this. <laughs> uh, it kind of shows where those other anglers that stayed where they kind of were. I mean, would they? Mm-hmm. Would some of these guys win if major league fishing never existed? Think about that's. I I have had this exact in depth for literally five hours talking to people about this at a time. Yeah. Would this person win if major league fishing didn't exist? And the answer is probably no, but Uh, 
these guys come back to Bass and they completely, I mean, Palinick, Hackney, Christie. I mean, those guys have won. I mean, Palinick won two tournaments last year. Out I know of, it. Out of seven. Know it. And he just won an Open. Yeah. Hackney won. Christie comes back and wins. I mean, there's only eight tournaments a year. And in the last yeah. 16, 16, two years, four or five of them won by old Major League Fishing anglers. I know. It's it's really, really amazing. In fact, uh, not to not to belittle anyone, uh, but yeah. I was fishing as a co-angler uh, right around the time that the split and everything happened. And uh, it, there were, it was a few weeks past, and it, it was the time when BASS was frantically trying to fill their fill their 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 group of anglers mm-hmm. and all of these pros that i had been fishing with in the opens now were getting invitations and yes. they were actually uh there was a there were at the at the pre-meeting at the pre-meeting they had a a photo booth set up and they were they were literally taking uh professional photos of any pro that was interested in going over to 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 the elites and for a promotional picture in case they decided yes they were going to go and i was just blown away with uh the amount of guys that i knew that were being offered a chance to go fish and they had never really been very competitive even in the opens and uh, they were offered some of these guys were offered no tournament fees. No tournament fees and a bonus to sign up. Yeah, yeah. And in 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 most cases, these guys, you know, these guys made twenty, thirty, but there were one or two anglers that were supposedly offered six plus figures to stay with Bass because Bass yeah, was interesting. Bass interesting. was that worried about it, and and I caught an immense amount of grief because I said, and I, I will stick to it that when that change happened, I really felt like bass was just down the drain because where, yeah. where can you come back from this? I, now, think granted, a lot of, I think a lot of people did. And, uh, w- what they've proven, you know, I've had conversations on the side about this too, is their brand is still the dominant brand in professional fishing. And, uh, they're still king of the hill. It, it's it's it is amazing to me how they have done a bang up job of holding it all together and keeping the product uh, still a, a, a decent product and a product that most most people are still really interested in. Well, we found out really more importantly that the bass fans are the most loyal people on the face of no the doubt. They absolutely are, and and they made that they made that decision right away. Look, we don't like major league fishing because they these guys left us high and dry, and and that isn't when you really look at it. That wasn't the case when you uh-huh. really dive into what happened with major league fishing yeah. and bass. Major league, there were a lot of anglers that bass screwed over. Yeah. That's the god's honest truth. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. sponsors. <clears throat> the these anglers had sponsors and what bass was doing is they were going over to this sponsor and saying, look, we can offer you more than this angler can. And the angler was losing money, still having to pay to fish. 
and was losing the sponsors. And these guys got pissed. And then they saw Major League Fishing and Boyd and Gary and the, the 10 or 13 guys that, that started it. They started to seeing, look, we can create this television show and there will be more money for us than what we're getting at Bass. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. we might lose a lot of sponsors and stuff like that, there is more money that we'll make. And and really, as crazy as it sounds, and it sounds horrible, it was all about the Benjamins. And they right decided to do that. Yep. And they they most of these guys are gonna live and die by this by this thing. Yeah. I mean, we all wanted to go back to bass because how great would it be not to see Kevin Van Dam or Edwin Evers or Jacob Wheeler or or Mark oh, I don't know his last name. Mark uh, Rose. Yeah, no, Mark, I forgot his name. Or Dustin Connell or somebody like this, go back to the leagues and win a classic. Yeah. And that is yeah. that would be unbelievable. Yeah. It would be. I, I got my eyes on on Polinick for the classic. Um yeah. You know, uh, the, I, I think he, Mark Daniels Jr., thank you. There you go. Yeah, Mark Daniels Jr. Yeah, yeah, Mark Daniels I mean, Jr. is another one that was really kind of riding really high over there um, in the BASS side. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to think that as crazy as it sounds, getting if you can qualify for the Classic, the Classic is the easiest tournament for you to win. Yeah, if there's you only qualify, 50 competitors, right? Yeah, there's only 50 competitors. It's yep. the easiest one for you to win. And then you have, no offense to some of the nation guys, that win, but most of the guys in the nation guys that, that automatically qualify or win yeah. open, they don't they don't generally do really well. Um statistically. Yeah. 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 It's these guys that are know the lake or know our that's their home waters. Palinick will be great to be there. It'll be it'll be great to see Palinick uh do that. And, and oh man, what I wouldn't do for him to win because I just I think the world of Brandon Palinick. I just think he's yeah. one of the, the good he's guys. Super. He is super. For sure. So, yes. Okay. Yeah, what well, we that's not sponsorship talk, but it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got lots of – I got lots of opinions. Yeah, <laughs> I'm full, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm full I, of do, I do too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's an interesting way to make a living for sure, you know, to, to – to, um, you fish tournaments, but it's not the tournament winnings that really support you. You've got to have sponsors in order to actually make a living fishing. And it's very, very unique and interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my boy booster said Hartwell's a lot of for the classic. Yeah, that was, I I've been to the Hartwell classic a couple of years. Uh, uh, to be honest, Palinick didn't do well at, at Hartwell. I was on the boat with him that weekend. Um, he did not do well that weekend. So hopefully he was on the right bite, I think, but then it froze the that's the that's the Palinic story for me. But that uh that uh I mean he, he you know Christy will be real good. Christy's just a dominating Christy's one of the best anglers in, in the world. So he's very good. Very, very good. Okay. What are we at here? Okay, what's next? I had a list, but I have no idea where my list is. Um, 
Oh. If I can just say one little thing, if you don't mind. Go for like, it. I had a friend pass yesterday. Oh, man. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, was a television show, Chasing the Sun. Uh, he passed of COVID. He had complications with COVID and uh, passed away. And uh, it was it was a shock. It was really a shock. Chris Holloman was his name. And he was uh, not really a close friend, but he was a guide. And he did a television show called Chasing the Sun. And we used to have him on the show, on the radio show all the time. And he just was uh, just... He, he, he had COVID and had complications and then had a heart attack and passed. And I just wanted to, mm. I'm, I'm not sure his, his family will ever see this, but I just want him to know that my thoughts and prayers are out to him and, and his, him and his family. And I'm, um, I think there's some sort of GoFundMe or something. I'm going to make sure I make a donation to or something or something like that. But um, just a really good yeah. dude and really a good angler. Just a really, really good angler. He was a saltwater guy, but huh. his show—he had a show up in the Panhandle and that, used to do, do 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 stuff down in the Keys, and um, just really—it was really a, kind of a shock, to be honest. I didn't even know he was battling COVID, to be honest. And yeah, that, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, so, on our condolences. Yeah. Uh, it, it is something when someone close to you passes away, uh, and especially the COVID thing. I've, I've had several close friendships uh, pass from it, and it's, it is shocking. It's very surprising when it happens. Yeah. He, well, this he was, he had um, a nephew that lived very close that had asthma, a whole bunch of stuff. And he was, he was really a, you know, a vaccinated, a vaccine, uh, you know, you guys, you got to go get vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. He was a proponent for doing everything he could because of his nephew. Uh -huh. So for him to get it and then have complications and then of course have a heart attack because of it and pass was, like I said, it was, it was really a shock to me. Uh, I, I have a group. So I, 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 we have a group text for tackle webs. So it's Mike and oh. Marcella and some mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. And the, and when it happened yesterday, it was, it was almost like, Oh my gosh, is this, at first, I was like, "Is this really real?" I mean, yeah, Chris was yeah. a young dude. Um, and then, and then we found out more information, and then it was like, "Holy cow, this is this is really horrible." And, and you know, it's just like, you know, you kind of wake up and go, "Oh gosh!" So, you know, if you have, you want to, here's here's the best thing to do: tell your friends you love them. I mean, it might it's not gay. Don't don't think it is. Just just go out and tell them you're thinking of them and that you, you care about them and do something like that tonight or tomorrow or whatever. Right yeah. on. I love you, Steve. I love you too, man. Okay. Did you, I have, I have my list now. I found my list. Okay. Great. Did I, did I text you this list? Nope. Oh, nope. Sorry. We need to talk about the top 10 because we're talking about sponsorships and, and, and professional anglers. I would really, and this is kind of throwing it out. Altogether, but I would love to hear what everyone else thinks. Who are your Who are your top ten anglers of all time? I mean, That's does Kevin Van Dam make that list? That's a great question. That is a great question. I mean, it's kind of hard to just go off the top of my head. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I can we both agree Kevin Van Dam's on that list? Yes, he's absolutely on my list. Okay, does Mike Iaconelli make the list? Um. Uh, well. He, 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 Top marketing anglers? 
I should Heck tell yeah. you everything I do, Mike watches. Yeah, I would say he's in. He is the. He is at the very top of marketing. Bill the dance. Dude, the dude's The dude is absolutely amazing. Yes. Uh, Bill dance automatically makes it right. And Roland Martin, course. of course, yeah. I would do say. Do any so. YouTubers make it into this? <laughs> no. No way. I mean, I love Scott. I think he's a good dude. I've been on the boat with him. Can't say anything. Don't say anything at all. But Rick, Rick Klon. Rick's got to be up there. I mean, it, you know, I, I think part of the re, part of the problem is over time, you know, memories fade, and uh, you know, you have young, uh, every time a new younger generation comes in, uh, you know, whoever's getting the most. Uh, attention today is, is who we think of, but man, people, people like some of these old timers, like Hank Parker, that's people are putting up here. I mean, these guys absolutely dominated mm -hmm. the sport, you know, Rick Klun, absolutely. So how could you exclude them? The problem is narrowing it down to 10. Yeah. Does Jimmy Here's, Houston make that list? Yeah. Does Jimmy Houston? I don't know. I mean, Jimmy Houston's incredibly well known. He's a, he's a, super dynamic personality. He's one of the not very, he's, he's just an amazing person and he's no slouch when it comes to fishing either. No, I but, text him every week. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Every week I text, I text. Yeah. Him. Uh, how's his wife doing anyway? Uh, I think she went home. Oh, good. That's good. why I was under the impression. I, I, I meant to text him today because today is Wednesday. Hold on. Let me just see something. Oh, so yeah, I'm a few days off right now. Uh, last time I texted him, he said, Chris is pro progressing well. We appreciate your players so much. God bless Jimmy. So, uh, so yeah. Theodore, Theodore says Grigsby. You know, I wouldn't say Shaw Grigsby personally, but he's definitely a person that everybody knows. He's definitely made an impact in the, in the, in, you know, in the fishing industry. So that's uh, where, that's where you got to kind of, is it, popularity or is it tournament results yeah because so, there's other guys there, there's other guys that are just amazing sticks that you just don't don't see or hear them a lot quite honestly but, i would put wheeler in the top 10 yeah i i think i would too as much as he has dominated the last few years i mean he's unquestionably the top or one of the very top right now there's no yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a second to him. You know, yeah, I don't think there's any way you don't include him. I mean, what he's done in the the amount of time, there's nobody tournament wise statistically who's been more successful than than Wheeler in like a like a seven year the first seven years. I mean, Wheeler has been that good. Um, yeah, I I. I disagree with a lot of these on this uh, that Matthew put up here, but there are, I mean, I know who they are and I know they've all made big contributions. They've definitely, you know, um, but when you narrow it down to the top 10, that's where I think it gets really tough. Yeah. Walt says Jordan Lee's won two classics. He has. I, I wouldn't uh, put Jordan Lee on that list. I wouldn't either, but I mean, no disrespect to Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't put him on there. I wouldn't either. Uh, um, but he's absolutely won two classics. He's the an absolute stick. He's, he's an absolute stick.
And, um, and, and Hank put on there Aaron Martins. I'm, I'll be honest. I, I am. I love Aaron Martins. I write. I love you on the texts I send to him. I always write love Steve on every text I send to him, and he writes it back. Great dude. But I wouldn't put him in there either. Yeah. He, now here's one. Walt put one person that I think is on that border, but I, I'm I'm a massive Edwin Evers fan. Massive Edwin Evers. I think there's he does he fits all of it, um, and I think he's right on that border. But when you when you have that top ten, it's really hard to to narrow down those ones. I think right off the bat, we all we have to admit Wheeler and KVD make it for sure. Absolutely, without any doubt. What about Larry Nixon? Greg says Larry Nixon, great tournament angler. Um, I don't know if he makes the top ten. I don't think he does. I don't know. I, uh, but that's just that's maybe just, he's maybe he's eleven. You know, maybe he's eleven or we, twelve or you know. Yeah, Bill Dance for sure, right? Absolutely. You have to have Bill Dance. I mean, but you can go back to some of those old timers that some of them that we don't even talk about now that probably could absolutely dominate today if they were fishing against these guys, and some couldn't. I mean, so, it's a it's it was a totally different animal back then for sure. Yes. Um, just the electronics thing alone. Well, do you know? I think you probably know this. the The first Bass Elite tournaments, they didn't tell them where they were going. Yeah, they would that's put right. Them on a, a plane and ship yeah. their asses someplace. They took and, ten pounds, ten pounds of tackle with them. Yes, and and I got in the same boats and in yeah. fact, in fact, they said they they had two guys to a boat. Yes, I think I think that was when when um, major league fishing started. I thought that with, with the Summit Cups, with the cups, I thought that was one of the best things about major league fishing was that these guys. Really, really didn't know where they were going. I, I, I can. I think I maybe I told this story. I, I don't know. I've said it a few times. So, Major League Fishing came to um, the Harris Chain years and years and years ago, like probably five or six years ago. I was the only media person to ever be invited to one of the cups. Now, not saying how big that non-disclosure was. Or how long it took me to read that damn thing, <laughs> or or have to. But I got to go to that that event and cover it. Now, by covering it means I couldn't film anything, I couldn't record, I couldn't do anything. All I could do was watch everything. But I wasn't allowed to talk about it for eight months. I, I mean, I what? knew the winner before any other than all the other anglers before anybody else, and they had oh, all these. No. Great Guess the winner can win like $5,000. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just going to tell one person who won. And now I'm, I'm sharing the money. I'm sharing the money, baby. <laughs> but they actually had um, to show because people started showing up at the, at the, at the launch and, and were able to find out what, the, what was going on. So they had a trophy presentation and they brought up 20 anglers and held up the Thing, each one held it up, and you wouldn't know who won. Oh man! And it was wow. it was absolutely it was awesome. So I don't know where the, I don't know where the hell that conversation went, but it was. I don't either. But Jim's got a great comment. My top ten seems to have about twenty names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
Mine does too. When you really start thinking about it. I mean, Fisherman 83, I, I, that's my boy, uh, said Atafo. I'll be honest, in terms of anglers who I've been fishing with, Atafo's number one on my book. The best angler I've ever been with. Really? Best angler. Uh, he did uh, the skipping thing that uh, just was, it was stupid. It was, it wasn't even, uh, he, he was skipping underneath the docks and stuff. And I kept, you know, <laughs> I'm showing off at this point and he and I are talking and having fun and I'm, you know, bragging upon, I'm like patting myself on the back on about how great of a boat, of a skipper, I, uh, you know, skipping a baits I was. And there was, and, there, and a no lie, there was a, a crack that was exactly that big. And I said to him, oh, it would be really cool to see if you could, you could skip into that. And he went, and it went <laughs> right through it. And I was like, and then I said, well, I could do that. He then did it with his left hand. He switched hands. And Holy skipped crap. it into it. And I said, okay, now you're just showing off, you big jerk. Stop <laughs> this. Let's just end this right now. You're a better skipper than I am. That's mm. just how it is. But, well, the best thing yep. I've ever been on the boat with. Unbelievable. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. Is there any questions here we need to, we need uh, to I don't think so. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of know. going through them. That's a fun question, though. Who's the top ten anglers? And I, I think you know those are some other kind of shows we can do in the future. Yeah, uh, about that kind of stuff because everybody likes to to speculate and talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the I, I'll tell you, going back to Iconelli, I think he's the first one of the first ones you asked. What really impressed the heck out of, out of me is to see somebody like Iconelli who has literally done everything in the tournament game. And he goes down to a Hobie BOS, never fished a kayak tournament in his life before. I think it was on the Susquehanna River was his first tournament. He goes down there, hops in one of his Hobie-sponsored boats, and he gets like 12th place. Uh, and I am telling you, there is an absolute – it is a completely different dynamic, kayak fishing versus fishing bass tournaments and big bass boats. Yeah, uh, th there's a lot to it. You can be an incredible angler, and if you can't figure out how to how to handle a boat in a swift moving river, a little kayak in a swift moving river, and fish at the same time, man, I was just blown away. It just goes to show you what a versatile and talented angler he is. Um, so, so, is he in the top ten or not? I don't know, but man, he could outfish most of us without any question, without even thinking about it. But. I mean, he left Major League Fishing, had an opportunity to go to Bass, back to Bass, and this year he isn't a tournament fisher, fisherman at all. I mean, I know I know personally yeah. that he had a, a date set, a time set, and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire at this time. Uh -huh. And, um, I mean, I, I can't go into it too much, but does he need – does he need to fish tournaments for his career at this point? You know, I don't think he does. It, it's totally up to him, you know, obviously how he's going to uh, run his career. But the dude's an incredible promoter. He's got probably one of the very top fishing podcasts out there. He's got the Bass U uh, University. He's got, yeah. he's, he's got, he's got his hands in so many 
different areas of this business. I mean, he doesn't need, he does not need it. Now, maybe but does he, I was going to actually, so today, but, does, but actually, does he need it for his legacy? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I was going to text him. I was going to text question. If he wants to, does, if he wants to be considered one of the top 10 anglers of all time, then, you know, maybe he needs to keep plugging away at it. But same thing, what's KVD got to prove at this point in his career? Not much, you know. But there is there is something that he does need to prove because he hasn't been that successful on the Major League Fishing Tournament, and he's one of the owners. And and there's these young guns well, who are coming after his his legacy. Well, if you, if you base it on ownership, though, look at the other key owners. They don't do squat in the, in the Major League Fishing Tournaments either. I know. <laughs> but they're the one they're they're capitalizing on it for sure. I well, mean, I mean, all the way to the bank, all the way to the bank. So you know, why I I I'd, I'd love to be Boyd Duckett. You know, heck, there's still I, team I, owners though. Yeah, I don't I don't care if I win another tournament ever the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got. He, if you ever if have you ever met Boyd? Uh, I have, I have, uh, I've fished some tournaments that he's fished in and, you know, bumped into him and said hi, but that's as far as it goes. Boyd, you might, you like him, you hate him. It doesn't matter. Boyd is really, really smart, dude. Boyd mm -hmm. is yeah, absolutely borderline genius. He, I, I know people are not going to like that because either you like major league fishing or you don't. Boyd is really that smart. He's looking at, he's looking at stuff. 10 years from now. Yeah. What, what's right. going to happen 10 years? He's making that plan ahead of time where most people are just focused on what's happening now and hopefully that it works out for him. There is, there's a lot more to be said on what he's doing. And um, he, he really, he's, he's open to trying new things and, and in every, every aspect of his life, he's been successful. So no doubt. I mean, he was incredibly successful before he ever became a fish professional fisherman. And I think sometimes people overlook the fact he basically created an entire brand new tournament circuit from scratch. Uh, now he, he's done some other smart things like we know the whole, well, now that we're established, let's take, let's get FLW. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that was smart for them as well. I wasn't happy about it, but yeah, <laughs> it was it was a smart move on their part. And uh, you're you're right, man. The dude's a businessman. There's yeah, hands down, the guy knows how to run a business. And John wrote, "Molex baits are becoming boy duck at lures." He he's right. The but that isn't. It's kind of it is that way, but it isn't. He actually purchased the rights to put those to promote those lures here in the United States because Molex just wasn't doing a very good job. So in the process of doing that, he wanted to rebrand them under his boy Duckett lures um, because quite honestly, Molex lures are really damn good lures. I mean, really good lures. I got one in one of the boxes here just the other day, the super NATO baby super NATO. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Is that a top water? Yeah. Wake bait? Oh yeah. No, it's like a wake bait. It's like a little wake bait. I've never fished it either. What did you get that one in? Uh, man, I get so many of these boxes. I don't even know. No. That's an, I think that's an expensive bait. 
It probably is. Oh, it's 12, 13 bucks. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, the Super NATO baby. It's yeah. got like a wake blade on it, and it's and it's a soft bodied bait with two hooks on it, like a hollow bodied frog. Yeah, and then a single long tail on it. Yeah, you got to trim that tail. Yeah, right on. I hate Looks like an old Bill Dance topwater. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things that drives me crazy. I get these frogs, and they got like a thirty five inch tail, and you're like, what the hell are they thinking with this thing? I know it. For sure. Uh, For sure. Yeah. All right. We're about out of time here. A uh, couple more minutes. Okay. Any questions? We need any questions. What do we need to do here? Let's see. Anybody got anything? Virgil Ward. Okay. Virgil Ward. Yeah. There's been a frog fur. Have you used that frog just out of curiosity yet? I just got it last week. Okay. Man, we you, did you miss you? You weren't on last week. So so we, we, last this Saturday, was we, we had the funnest time talking about frog fur, and basically that's my new that is my new tagline for gimmick lure. Uh, is is that frog fur or what? And uh, you know, uh, but I'm I'm holding out. Here's here's frog fur. Here's a major frog fur lure. We had a ton of time talking about. Yes, last week. Look at this, new for 2007, the Norman Lures Combine. This, you want to talk about frog fur. Okay, hold on a second. Did you get that in a, in a, a subscription box? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh. know. I think I probably got this in one of the lucky boxes. It says new for 2007. <laughs> I know it. I know it. <laughs> oh, this We're thing is hilarious. I know it. <sighs> It's crazy. It's ridiculous. I, I would just like to say, if you got that in a subscription tackle box, that box is complete crap, and that's overstock. Because yeah. there's no oh, way in hell someone's sending is. that out. It was probably came in a Warriors box or a Lucky box, one of those. But who knows? I don't. I don't remember where I got it. But I'm going to tell you right now that that boom boom frog. You're going to bite your. You're going to bite your tongue on that one that's a okay. freaking good frog. I, 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 here's the box for it i got the frog i already got the frog in my frog box i'm gonna fish with it and it's i have good. no problem i have no problem eating my words uh I, I i have no pride but i'm never gonna stop calling frog for a gimmick that's just yeah. hilarious when yeah, i saw I, that I, in the I, box i was just like you have got the you've got to be freaking kidding me frog you're actually calling it frog fur. Oh I don't think God. it helps boom, at boom. all. Boom, boom, man. Uh, so yeah, the old Angel Minnow comes up all the time there, top yeah. king, kingers. Uh, frog fur is hilarious, man, and, and that's my new deal. If it's a gimmick, I'm calling it frog fur. Even so if frog I don't think fur that helps it at all, but I think you're going to be surprised on just how good that frog is. I mean, that I frog, hope I am. I hope I, hope I am. I mean, like the, nothing. It, it it's it, you know it seems fine. It seems like a perfectly fine frog from everything I can see. It's got owner hooks. It. It's got owner hooks. I love owner hooks. It's got that kind of uh, a unique little eye on the belly so that you can. Yeah, they, I don't know if that. You know, I think that's more gimmicky. Frog fur. Frog fur. But uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 all good. It's all good. So Saturday night, that's what we're that's what we did. We talked about frog fur. 
And uh, that was a fast two hours, man. It went by super fast. Yeah, it was like it was fun, man. It was fun. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's it. Ten o'clock, guys, or eleven, depending upon uh, where you're at in the world. Uh, thanks for hopping on and joining us tonight. I I really enjoyed it. I had a I had a lot of fun. Maybe this helped as far as uh, as far as uh, giving you a little more information about sponsorships and uh, and what uh, you may or may not experience if you if you want to get in the sponsorship game. I hope it was helpful. And uh, if you got any questions, you know, feel free to. You can DM us, email us, that kind of stuff uh, uh, about things of that nature. We'd love to hear your comments. This is my uh, TikTok. My Instagram's the same at Mr. Bass TV. I don't know what yours is, Steve. Is it all get your fish on? I don't know what it is either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to going back to going back to promotion and making sure you promote uh, you promote your sponsors uh on your channels that's important it's important yeah. to give them some exposure as much as possible dude i so, appreciate it go ahead and uh head over to steve's channel get your fish on if you have not done so and subscribe to his channel uh we're excited to continue to bring you this content every wednesday night 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern and if you want another live stream show, mine is on Saturday nights at eight o'clock. And Steve, you're not doing any on your own at the moment, are you? You want to? I'm going to. Um, there'll probably be two extra stuff this week on my channel. Major League Fishing is like literally twenty minutes from me, so I am. I'm supposed to be having dinner with a couple people. Okay. Um, so if I do, I'm probably not going to. Not do a podcast, but I think I'm just going to do some. I'm gonna, I'm just going to go see the guys and just do some, you know, interview stuff. So cool. cool. That's, that's the goal. No, it right. doesn't mean that's going to happen. Awesome. I've got it. That'd be fun. I'm sure that would be fun. So yeah, thank you, man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hopping on. Have a good night. See you, Gary, Eric, Chris. Hope you guys have a good one. We will talk to you later. And uh, we are ending in three, two, one. Goodbye.